When you're looking for more and there's no place to go It's a sequels only bonus show It's not about sequels this time, you know It's a sequels only bonus show Doug and his pals, well, they know what to do Talking about movies without a part two Looking for more and there's no place to go It's a sequels only bonus show Talking to stars with Doug Ditt's soul It's a sequels only bonus show Sequels only bonus show. Hey there, Doug here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. Happy Monday. This week's bonus interview is, is with adult film star and CEO of her own company, D Siren. D was really great to talk to. We talked about how uh, she was an educator and then transitioned into the adult film world. And she took it by storm within a year because her and her husband, the way they, the ideas they had, the way they shot, um, she was getting interviewed by Hustler and she's really been her own content creator since her husband and her write everything he directs in films. So it's kind of like the perfect union. And we talked about really the ins and outs. So the, the fact that she's always done this, uh, it's really cool to hear about the behind the scenes, you know, shot locations and how, how she's able to you know, figure out what to do and how to change it up. And uh, it was great. Her mom called during because her mom just learned FaceTime. So I'm going to leave that part in because I think it's so cute because <laughs> her mom's 72 and uh, she learned. But uh, Dee was great. I had a great chat with her and uh, you're going to love her. So I'm going to quit blabbering. And without further ado, D Siren. Hello. Hey, how are you? How are you? Pretty good. I just realized I haven't done one of these in a few weeks. And like the quarantine hair is like finally <laughs> it's there. I'm looking like Daniel Stern now from Home Alone, which isn't a bad thing because he's from oh, I think he's from Jersey. Yeah, well, looks good. Well, this is awesome. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty Thanks good. So how's quarantining? I know it's getting a little bit different than it was six months ago, but it's not too bad here. I'm in Texas, so oh sweet, it's it's Trump land. <laughs> yeah, but at yeah, least right now, especially with the way technology is nowadays for like what you do in your industry, yeah. like maybe 15 years ago, yeah, probably even 10 years ago, it'd be so different for you. But at least you're still able to you know, work. work and produce and for sure. Like, I mean, we, yeah, for us actually, um, like the beginning of this whole quarantine was like, great. <laughs> I mean, like, I hate to sound, say that, but like, yeah, like, I mean, everybody's at home and you know, what else is there to do other than, you know, watch porn. So yeah, for us, it was great. Cause everybody was online and we made more money. So now it's yeah. kind of, then it kind of went like that, you know, when everybody went back to work, now it's kind of going back up again. And so, yeah, I mean, it's always kind of like a roller coaster anyway, when it comes to, you know, sales and that type of stuff. Oh, I'm but, sure. Are you, yeah, have you shot anything yet? Cause I know you have your own studio, but have you shot with any companies since everything? Um, I don't really shoot with other companies. Um, I, I mainly shoot my own content. Um, that's smart. So, uh, and that's what I've always done. I've shot with other companies mainly just as a marketing reason, you know, to, to get my name out there to do some kind of crazy stuff to, you know, make myself known. Um, but yeah, um, I haven't actually shot with other companies in shoot like six years. So. Oh, wow. Well, that's smart. Cause oh. then you own your own content. You get to decide it's how everything's done, the schedule. So that's yeah, smart I, on your I, part. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think I have like 400 movies that are mine. So, you know, now that it's all that way, um, my website's still like my major moneymaker. Um, yeah. Now there's like OnlyFans and um, all these other uh, websites like ManyVids and everything else popping up that, you know, you can put all your content on. So there's just lots of different revenue streams and different places to sell it. So, yeah. That's good. It's, so yeah, what I like... It's good. <laughs> oh yeah. So what I like to do with these is find out, you know, where people grow up and like how they got to, you know, where right. they are now. Cause everybody has a story. I interview mostly actors and folks in Hollywood. So okay. it is still pretty cool to be able to, you know, talk to different people because everybody has a story, which is really rad. So yeah. where did you grow up? Are you originally from Texas? Yes. I actually live in the same place. I I'm. Oh Houston. really? Yeah, I still live in Houston. I live like, shoot, like three miles from where I grew up. Oh, so. that's pretty wild. Because you have no accent. I get. Is there no accent in Houston, or did you travel a lot afterwards? Um, no. I mean, Houston's kind of a melting pot. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, yeah. My family is from East Texas, so they have a lot of an accent. My dad has a lot of an accent. When I get around them, I get more of an accent. Uh, it kind of comes and goes. I can yeah. do the whole accent if I want to. Um, but like, I've also lived, I lived up in New Hampshire after high school for a while. Oh, that's cool. I, what brought you up there? Uh, my best friend lives there. So like, oh, cool. she here in Houston and, and then she would go there every summer and then she ended up moving up there. So like I, I've traveled a lot. I, I go to LA a lot. So I think it's just from going everywhere. You know, I, I don't really, and I've just been around everyone from everywhere. So yeah, yeah. just, you know, it's not something I pick up much of an accent. Um, I can do a lot of accents, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's just, I don't know, acting, but. So did you do um, yeah, acting like before you got into teaching? Did you do acting at all in school? Um, in school. Yeah. Just really? in, in, the thing is I had like total stage fright, um, lots of anxiety. Wow. Uh, that's just kind of like my personal personality. I was just really, I don't know. And when I was younger, I had a lot more anxiety than I do now. Um, you know, that's kind of changed, but yeah, I mean, it was one, something that like when I got on stage, I would shake and my voice would shake. So I, it was something that like, I'd get up there and, uh, you know, start freaking <laughs> out. And so I, I, you know, I'd know my lines, I know everything I would do great in class, but then I'd get in front of an audience and freak out. So it's just one of those things that's like, okay, I can't do this. Uh, so I, I but I was never in front of a camera. Yeah. So it, yeah, I never even like considered it. It wasn't something like my family, like didn't really have any expectations for me. <laughs> so, so I just, they were all educators and it was like, okay, just uh, okay. So that's what I did. And then teaching kind of taught me how to talk in front of a lot of people. That's true. Um, my wife's a teacher, so I get it. She can talk yeah. in front of like, yeah, when it comes to all that, like she can, yeah, she did seventh grade. So like the, some of oh, the toughest. Yeah, mine were little. I taught it taught little kids, but you know, you deal with a lot of parents and you deal with a lot of oh, people and yes. a lot of committees I was on. So I learned to talk a lot better teaching. Um, and then just really honestly, when I became a swinger and then a webcam model and, and all that, like really I just learned about my exhibitionist side when I got into this industry and started, I mean, the whole sex part of it. I don't know. I was always a very sexual person. Yeah. So that part was easy and it was like, Oh, well shoot. I really enjoy the whole performing part, you know, along with it. So it just kind of was like a natural flow 
of things. So, yeah. So what was the turning point? So like on there, it says, well, the call sheet that Tanya sent me, it says 2010. What happened that year that changed everything? Um, well, I was already a swinger uh, oh, okay. with my husband. And uh, so we kind of did this on the weekend as just a fun thing we did. And we hosted a lot of parties at, at swinger clubs and, and uh, we kind of were the, the couple that like, you know, <laughs> posting everything and got real popular there. And he was the guy with the camera. So it was kind of, you know, always took pictures, always took videos, but it was something we just shared between other couples and ourselves. Yeah. And, and then um, I had a friend who did webcam. So she taught, she actually introduced me to that. And that was before webcam was anything. Um, so it was, a, it was back in like 2009 is when I started that. Um, did that for about six months. And then I was, you know, told, Hey, you should give porn a try, tried that and just kind of never looked back. I mean, it was a decision, you know, one of those things where it's like, okay, if I do this, you know, I have children and I have to make a choice and, and, you know, unfortunately this industry is really stigmatized and oh, I know it's terrible. Everybody thinks you're, you know, just weird if you do it. And, and, and yeah. I'm like, well, not really. We're just performance artists and, you know, it, it's definitely performing and it's definitely art. And I mean, it's definitely a job. Oh yeah. Uh, There's people that have jobs that make like billions of dollars that are heads of companies that do terrible things. Why not? But like, you know, like, but thing, you know, like I talked to like Brittany and uh, Jillian and like uh, a few others. And it's just like, I don't know. I think it's so the, the stigma of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't, I just don't get it. No, it's very odd. Like I just talked to someone else about it and, and I don't get that why violence and everything else is just so like, you know, sensationalized and it's great and all, but sex is just like, oh, t- taboo. Don't talk about sex. <laughs> Even though it's so basic, like it's such a basic thing for humans. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, that's, everything. that's how we're here. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I mean, why we, why do we exist? And, you know, and it's just so basic just under, you know, your own sexuality and being confident in yourself and feeling good about yourself and oh, yeah. owning yourself and, and being happy with your body. And, and I mean, I think if everyone just accepted who they were, and felt comfortable with themselves, then we would all be much happier in the oh, world. You know, yes. place. But maybe that's, maybe that's the problem. Maybe if, you know, society allowed us to be all, you know, sexually happy, then, you know, there'd be an uprising or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. So was it in, was, did Houston have like a scene for when somebody said, Hey, you should give porn a try. Was that in the Houston area or did you go out to LA? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I got hired by uh, Nadia Alicia. She was in Florida um, and she worked for a company called Sticky Videos. They made their own content as well. Okay. Um, so she hired me for a video called Huge Holes 15. <laughs> so <laughs> it was about toys. It was basically just about big toys. And, yeah. and at the time, like I said, I was a webcam model, so I used toys. And um, she actually, her husband hired me because he saw a picture of a big curling iron. And, and I was like, okay, then whatever. So it was just not on, but yeah, so I got hired for that and, and that was fun and, and she was great and we became really good friends and still oh, are friends. and she's retired, but I, we're still good friends. Um, but yeah, um, she was kind of like my mentor. And, and from there I started uh, my own website and my husband got into it and we built our own website and, um, really just kind of picked up my own niche of, you know, what did I like to do? And, you know, and pretty much we were already, like I said, we were already swingers. We were already into the whole, um, 
he liked to watch. And so we like single guys to come threesomes and that type of thing. And so we kind of just started filming what we did anyway. We just did it, you know, like I think my first series was like lunchtime fucks or something. Yeah. So it was like, you know, basically I would meet him for lunch and we recorded us, you know, together at lunch and it would just be out in the car or out, you know, at a park or, you know, that kind of thing. And it was just for fun. And we would just be with each other. And then it was like, okay, invite some guy to meet up with us. Yeah. And, and then it just turned into more and more and more. And, and along the way, we just, you know, built more and more content and had a good time and invited other people. And finally, we just started our own website. And um, yeah, I mean, from there, just built the whole studio uh, awesome. over the years. I did finally go out to LA. I, I went out, uh, Hustler invited me to do an interview with their magazine. So I went there to do that. Um, so that's and- cool. You were getting the attention of hustler that's pretty and that's pretty quick you know that's awesome it was was within that same year yeah Yeah. um so and that was all through social media um through twitter and you know social media is a great thing it can be crazy and and no but it does help no you're right especially back then i know people were on it but still even then to get big that quick that hustler like the one of the biggest interviews you that's really cool because you guys are doing something that I think is like something that is po- well, obviously what you're doing was real, but like one of the most popular kind of things nowadays, it's not the way it was like when I used to take my dad's like yeah, VHSs exactly. out of his top drawer. Me and my buddies would be like, Oh, what is this? Yeah, it's not exactly. the way it is that now it's like what you mentioned, like the voyeur, like you want to feel like you're watching and that's, what's popular now. And you were like way ahead of the game, you know, 10 years ago doing exactly. something like that. Right. And that was, you know, that's the thing is it was like, okay, it's our normal, regular everyday life. And this is what we do. And, and the fact that it was real, we, I've shot with my fans forever. They're not, they're not, I mean, I do shoot with pros now and I I've shot with them for a while, but you know, most really pretty much most people, they're real, they're real people who, you know, are here in Houston and they fill up my form and, you know, they come and, and shoot with me um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been kind of a real thing and, and I don't really even know any of them. <laughs> I mean, I like <laughs> they have to fill out paperwork because that's required by law Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they fill out the form and everything. But honestly, like, unless you've spent time and talked to me and it, then I pretty much don't remember you, you know, I may, I probably remember your penis more than I remember you, you know? So it's like, okay, let me see. And then I'll be like, okay, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember oh yeah I remember him you know so yeah I mean it's just how it is but I mean it depends on the on the film I've made you know I mean of course if it's something like I've made actual movie you know parodies types of film oh yeah I think but so fruits which was the parody I was the mistress of the plantation that was that was very uh controversial I I bet you know that was yeah (laughs) um but it was not it was a it was kind of the flip-flop kind of thing because it was about like uh well I was the mistress of the plantation who had sex with all the slaves um so um and it was kind of the flip on the on the master like we locked him in the in the um oh I get it yeah uh, had a gang bang on the big thing with myself and like the daughters and the slaves and everybody in the in a big thing. So and he had to watch. So it was kind of like the cucking of him of yeah, the master yeah. where he had to sit back. 
So, it, I mean, every honestly, like, I that's probably my most popular. Oh yeah. Movie I've ever made because like everybody loves it and always says, "Oh, I know you from that. I know you from that." So that's cool. Yeah, it's strange enough. Like I never even considered it at the time. Like, oh, this is going to be controversial, and then it was like every interview under the sun that's so controversial, and I was like, well. I just thought it was fun and I was at some crazy like mansion in Florida and like hundred degree heat and with racehorses and having sex in a barn. So I mean, I really didn't even think about the fact. Oh that yeah. That's hilarious. So do you like the acting portion of it? So like when you're in like, say, so I know you, I, I think you were in like a naughty America one. And do you like the acting part of it? I know you like being, you know, doing all of it, but do you like being directed by someone else too? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, my husband always is the director. So oh, cool. like I'm used to him like directing and telling, you know, me where to go, that kind of thing. So I don't mind that. Um, uh, I, you know, I, we come up with scripts together. We come up with ideas together for the most part, um, yeah. kind of, you know, collaborating on that type of thing. Um, when it comes to other people and their ideas, like, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm down for pretty much anything. I'm pretty good at ad-libbing. So, I mean, pretty much everyone is. And, you know, honestly, in my opinion, like porn actresses are pretty much really good actresses. Oh, it's, I, I believe that. On, yeah. On a, like a character that is like not even us in real life. And, and we live that yeah. in real life. So like we, like, D is not even me. So, you know, it's, it's like, I, I live this whole life. That's not even me. So, yeah. I mean, it's like becoming somebody that you're not. Um, and yeah, so alter ego, I suppose, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I enjoy it. I, I it's not, uh, something I always have to do. I, I don't mind doing, you know, the amateur stuff, but I, it's a challenge and it's fun to do something different you know, when I get to do more lines and that type of thing, but they have an opportunity to do um, a part in a independent film, which is just a tiny part, but it's like, I think I'm a doctor or something for some kind of little independent film. So I I get to do that in the next week or so. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like acting. So it's just fun. I mean, I like to do anything that's different. I mean, any opportunity, I'll try it. So yeah. I think to be honest, because you've you know, it's different type of acting what you do. So I think if you could do that in front of people, you can do that. Like I talked to, no, that's fine. So like I talked to Brit, uh, Brittany Amber was in like a couple mainstream things and Jillian Jansen, but no, I think you look at a lot of people when you see them cross over like Sasha Gray. Right. That'd be really cool if you're able to do something like that. Right. Right. I, I would love to do that. I mean, I'm all down for like pretty much anything, especially, I mean, I love acting. I love, you know, like I said, I love voices. I, I kind of do that anyway, you know, just for fun and acting silly. And, you know, my kids and I kind of end up British or Indian or oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I end up in a different voice on a daily basis. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those things I just do on a, on a normal basis anyway. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, I don't do so much the cosplay. I don't do all the dress up stuff just because of the time factor. I know like, I know most of them, like I know Brittany's way into, oh my gosh, I get another phone call. (laughs) This is my mother calling me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, you can talk to your mom if she needs to call She's like 73 and I'm like, I called her before I called you and she like won't stop calling me now. Uh (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, she just, she's just learned how to do FaceTime. Oh. <laughs> she's insisted on like, she'll keep calling. That's great. That's amazing. That's like my mom on Facebook. She always like is sharing everything she sees. And I'm like, all right, mom, you don't have to do that. Yeah. 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 She just now learned to like use FaceTime and she's like, I have to talk to you every night on FaceTime. Oh, she's in bed. That's cute. <laughs> But no, uh, no, I think, and you're in a great area for it because Houston's like a, one of the top film schools. So I'm yeah. sure if you did like an independent thing like that, obviously you have your own thing going on. So you're busy of family and owning your own, you know, doing your own thing. But now that'd be cool to be able to just act in like different types of roles. Like you're already kind of do that, but like in the mainstream or like film yeah. like that. So that'd be good. Like I've, I've considered, like, I know I get little like, uh, posts and that type of thing of things available in the area. So I've considered doing it. It's just the time and yeah, you know, it just depends on who hits, hits me up. Like if, if they're interested, then I'll do it. And otherwise, yeah, whatever comes available, I'll do it. So we'll that's see. cool. So one thing I thought that was really cool is obviously you know, the, the fact that you own your own studio, but so you have a, you, you do a podcast with you and your husband and it's kind of talks about what you guys do. Yeah, uh, it's on YouTube. It's uh, Siren Sexy Secrets, and um, we we talk about everything. Well, I'm a I'm a certified sex sex educator. I was gonna get to that next. So how yeah. did that come about? Uh, well, I'm like I said, I'm a reg- I am an educator. I have a degree in psychology. Oh yeah, that's and true. Technology. So um, I have both those degrees. I have a degree in educate our certification in education. And then uh, I got certified in uh, sex education during quarantine. Like I kind of went crazy during quarantine and my, my way of <laughs> dealing with it is just to kind of put tons on my plates. Oh, I know. Um, I, hear I really you. can't handle like downtime. <laughs> then I let like my brain kind of goes a little crazy and takes over and my anxiety and like depression kind of issues will take a hold of me if I, give myself any like leeway. So my way of dealing with any of that is just to kind of put more and more projects on my plate. I hear you. I'm the same way. No, that's true. Yeah. So I, I, I got certified as a sex educator. I started my own podcast. I uh, started my new intimacy and relationship coaching. <laughs> I wrote like, I don't know, 12 articles. <laughs> like I'd never stop working. I pretty much work all day long. And then I'm homeschooling my child as well. Oh, so, how's that going? It's awesome. I love cool. it actually. Yeah. I mean, it's something, I don't know. I feel like the public school education, I was a public school teacher, but it's just not up to par. And definitely right now, like it's, yeah, no, they, don't know. they just don't know what they're doing. So we put them in an online school. Um, that's homeschooling. And so I, I grade his work, uh, partially, like it's just on things that would be subjective, like to a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't always get like full credit. <laughs> it just depends on what he does. Like most of the time. Yes. Because he's a really good student. Um, good. but you know, I'm like, well, you know, there are times where I, mom doesn't always give him full credit because it just depends. I'm, I'm a real teacher. So I'm like, I'm not going to make you like, have a hundred on everything, but yeah, most of it is online where it like grades itself. So I can't be that partial to it. So, but yeah, I love homeschooling. It's fun. Actually, we spend like all morning, every morning from like 8 a.m. to like 1230. We're homeschooling. And then, you know, it's a great routine. I'm very big on routine. 
So I wake up every morning, I get up and have coffee and I meditate and I, you know, read books. I have about four books I'm reading at one time. And, <laughs> and then I sit by the pool and hang out with my dogs and, and then I start my morning. So yeah, I'm real good about routine in the morning and then we homeschool and then, then I start working at about one. So yeah. You guys have a age. studio on the property or is it somewhere else? No, it's off. Yeah. Oh, we nice. have home. We have a studio somewhere else. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we don't do anything around the house because, no, that's good. you know, there's children. <laughs> no, I don't know if you had like a big, how big is your studio? Like how much space do you work with? Um, well, we have a different studio now. It's just more like a apartment type of studio. Oh, okay. But because we don't really film there all that much. We kind of move around to film yeah. because, uh, and use different locations just because it gets boring. Um, our previous studio was much bigger. It was like a two-story type of home, but you know, it just gets to the point after a year that you've kind of shot it out and you've done, you can do there. And, and, you know, unless you have like a big location type of studio, that's like a warehouse, that that type of thing. We've done that in the past as well, but those are kind of hard to come by, especially here in Houston. Yeah. And, And we're out in the suburbs. So it's like, we don't want to drive for like, an hour and a half, just get to work every day. Yeah. So, you know, we'd rather just move around whenever. No, that's a good idea. It's funny when you watch like one of the things you're like, Hey, I've seen that. I've seen that couch before. I've seen that house before, but no, that's a good idea that you do that. And that's so cool that you guys are able to, to do that. So that's awesome. Just the fact that you started the, your own company and you're your own boss. And that's really cool. Do you ever have any other like, actresses work with you that you know totally yeah um we had well we just got back from vegas so we had a big content party there um and that was with a lot of uh like bbws so all all that kind of community yeah um so it was uh kendra cox uh tiffany star lila lovely i'm trying to think of everyone i don't know there was so many people but anyway that's a some of them. Um, and then, uh, so we did that and then we, so that'll all be coming out soon. And they, and they all shot content like there. Um, and then during this time, it's a little different than it used to be. Now it's like everybody has to get tested for COVID hangs at the same place. Um, and we all shoot on like one day, um, and do as much as we can on a day. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of podcasts. Actually, that was I. Could, I shot two scenes, but I also like did seven interviews. So oh, cool! It was like an entire day of sitting in a room, and I sat in my bat cave and doing <laughs> for for majority of the day. So it was it was like seven hours of interviews. Um, but yeah, it was it was great because I got tons of interviews with everybody, and and so that'll all be on my podcast. And that's uh, I'm doing like a little porn stars are people type of thing on there. That's awesome. That's why I like doing these. Like when I first reached out to Tanya, cause she was in this really B like horror movie. It was called like evil bong, like six, six, six. It was like so bad. And we only cover movie sequels. Right. So I looked on this list of the worst movie sequels. Cause we cover good ones too. Like I interview people that work on everyone. So I reached out to her and she was like, I'm busy, but would you want to talk to Jillian? And from there, like th- just talking to like, like you said, like obviously porn stars are people, 
but right. it's really cool to hear the stories about how they got started and how like you're like your boss you yeah. run your own thing which is amazing and and so many of us are oh and i know how like we're all just small business owners and we all like i i do everything i literally do my taxes i do my accounting i do my books i do everything like the turbo tax i do my taxes like i mean i i literally do everything nobody does anything for me i don't have an assistant i don't have a maid i wish i had a maid i don't know why i don't have a maid <laughs> but then that would be something that you'd say when you're uh, when you don't have anything to do you'll be like oh i could be picking something up you know yeah, I'm like, exactly. That's the, that's the thing is that I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really need anybody to be in here because I could do it myself. Like, I'm so like particular about everything. And <laughs> and I told my son, I was like, I could get a maid. He's like, no, I don't want anybody coming in my room. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Like, I, I do have a lawn guy. I do have a pool guy. Like, okay, yeah. take to the outside. But the inside, I'm like, no, I'll scrub the tub. Like, I'm down with doing it all myself. But I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of weird. And no, that's cool. Know. You handle everything because I, I have social anxiety. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but the like, fact yeah. that you handle everything, that's better for you because yeah. I'm sure you've heard horror stories. I'm sure people in the, in your industry, but you hear all these stories about actors and directors and athletes that have like buddies that were their money managers yeah. and then they just like siphon the money out and then it's like gone forever. So no, that's cool. Yeah, nobody messes with anything. Like I literally do everything myself. So, I mean, I know where every penny goes and I know like every penny spent and how to do everything. And I don't know, I I'm, I'm very um, multifaceted person. So definitely have my, uh, yeah, I, I kind of jack of all trades. So that's good. That's what, that's how it works, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's cool that your husband does the, the directing and, and he's the, he, he works the camera. Yeah. He's a photographer and he's the That's awesome. uh, cameraman. So yeah. Did he go to school for that or just yeah. over the years, just getting he's better. You doing guy. it? He's an IT guy. So he's, he's the one that makes the, the websites. Oh, um, so you're perfect. You got everything covered. Yeah. So he's the one we, we do both. <laughs> we do everything <laughs> together. So yeah, it works really well. So have you had anybody reach out to you for like your being a certified sex education and your website, thelovesiren.com? Did it, have you been able to do any consultations or is that what you're doing with that? Yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's thelovesiren.com and it's a intimacy and relationship coaching website. I do have clients, um, Sweet. Lined up. uh, basically what I do is I offer advice, um, and coaching, life coaching, basically, a lot of it has to do with really just owning your own sexuality and understanding yourself more than it has to do with me uh, doing, I mean, I do, I do some couples, but it, it hasn't gotten as far as that. A lot of times it has to do with the individual yeah. and feeling comfortable within themselves and understanding, you know, why does jealousy happen? Why do, why do I feel uncomfortable with this? Why do I, not know how to talk to my partner, you know, why is the communication not there? You know, even to the point of, you know, I don't really last that long and why is that happening? Or, you know, maybe my family has put a lot of shame on me and I don't really know how to deal with sex or, I mean, I've, it, it can come down to like I, it, people from all over the world come to me. So oh, you can have, I've have clients from, you know, the Middle East who come to me and, they literally have never masturbated. So they don't even know what to do with, with that. Oh, and wow. So they've, 
you know, they're walking into basically an arranged marriage where they're expected to have sex with someone and they've never even touched themselves. So what does their body do? Well, it's going to go, hello, I'm done. (laughs) You know, the second you touch someone, well, of course it is like they're ashamed by it. But like, what else is going to happen? Like, of course, it's going to react that way. So it's literally just teaching them that for one thing, it's not bad for another thing. They don't even know how to do it. So like, it's just self-pleasure and realizing, okay, let's do this and teach you how to do this. Yeah. This and, you know, and be okay with it so that you can actually have fun with your spouse because they're not even enjoying anything and their spouse is not enjoying anything because they're too worried about like what they've been taught through their culture and their family that they're too ashamed to even do anything to themselves at all. Yeah. It's sad, but I know that's how the cultures are, but I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting. You know, it's, it's interesting to find out like different cultures and things that you just don't think about when you're here in America and, and you're not exposed to other cultures and realizing that, you know, there's so much shame around sex and so in your own sexuality and just not being able to accept yourself for who you are. Um, and that's what I kind of really um, want is for mainstream to understand that, you know, there's just so much that society has put on us as people. And sex is just so basic that, like, why are yeah. we doing this to each other? Why are we, like, putting so much shit on each other when it should just be so basic? And why are we, like okay, you can't watch sex. Well, why? What's wrong with it? What are we doing? Like, why? What's the problem? And why? And girls need to get the fuck over it. (laughs) Like, I mean, when it comes down to like, what's the problem? Like, why aren't you enjoying it with your partner? Like, watch it with them. And why are you so scared of it? Like, what's the problem? Find something you enjoy and tell your partner, hey, watch it with me. You know, this is something for me to watch. And, and enjoy it. Like, I honestly, I like gay porn, like, to be honest, because I like penises. So, like, I, I enjoy the penises. Like, they have nice penises and the guys are hot. Like, to be honest, you know, I want to watch that. <laughs> so I, I tell my husband, that's what I like to watch, you know? So, I mean, he's not all into watching it, but I am. So, what's the problem, you know? So, <laughs> you, know I, you know, it's like, find what you like to watch and watch it. But I'm not going to tell him not to watch something if I like something else. You know, and it's like yeah. each of us, you may like horror shows and I don't. And I like romantic comedy. You know, what's the problem? So it's like, don't be afraid of toys. Like, I mean, to be honest, as a as a woman, like I didn't even have sex toys until I was like 30. And then I became a porn star when I was in my 30s. So it was like, give me some sex toys. That's all I needed. Yeah. So it's like just not being taught sex, sex education in the first place um, has just really just hindered us as people. Yeah. And, and you know, schools can't teach sex, sex education. They're just so limited. Um, and they really shouldn't. Teachers shouldn't be the one teaching your kids about no. You know, I mean, I shouldn't as a teacher being like, okay, six-year-olds, let's learn about sex or or 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds or 15-year-olds. Why am I the one who's required to teach it, you know, and being awkward and weird with your kid, you know, it, it's really the parents and, but the parents haven't even been taught about it. So the parents have no idea how to talk to their kid. I mean, until I got into this industry, I wouldn't have known how to talk to my kid, but luckily I did. So like us as uh, porn stars, we're great about talking to our kids about sex. 
we're very open with our children and not to open to the point where we're ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, yeah. We actually teach them not to look at porn. We actually, because we don't want them to find our porn. For yeah. one so we're like, hey, don't do that. And our, our kids are probably the best about not finding it because we're like, uh, you don't want to find your mom. You don't want to find dad. And they're like, oh yeah, don't know. Ew, you know, <laughs> gross. Or no, we don't want to do that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, oh, but you need to talk to your kids at 10 when you hand them a phone and say, here's your phone. Oh, I know. You know what sex is by that point because they're going to find it. And <laughs> otherwise their friends are going to show them. And, and people just don't even talk to their kids at all until they're what, 16? And they go, hey, have you had sex yet? I mean, yeah. and they probably have. You know, I know personally, my mom didn't talk to me at all. I heard my mom talk to my brother about the set, about sex, you know, the talk. And it was just, okay, I sat in the corner and nobody talked to me. And then I was having sex. And by the time I was 18, she found a condom in the toilet. And I'd been having sex since I was 15. So, you know, okay, three years later, luckily, you know, nothing happened. So I was just lucky. No, it is funny that that I think you're right when it comes to like the parents, because I don't think my parents ever did, but I think it's like, like, I think they don't know, they don't know how to do it. So there has to be, has to be a point at where it starts and then it can go, like you said, for generations, if it's like more open to talk about it, but when people like such a popular industry and a form of entertainment, like what you do, and it's a shame that people just don't look at it that way because there's people that like yourself and other people in the industry that are more popular uh, than some actors that are on TV and in shows. And it just, I don't understand. Hopefully things will change, but there's like one side of the aisle that just doesn't. They just really connect our industry with crime. I don't understand why, but. I don't know why we're connected to trafficking. Like they always connect us to trafficking. Um, and, and sadly, you know, we're the opposite of trafficking. Like, we're literally like, hello, we're out here. We sign paperwork. We oh, have yeah, testing all the time. Yeah. Every 14 days. We're so, like, positive about STD testing. We make sure everybody's tested. We're so open about uh, HIV. We make sure, you know, everybody talks about it. Everybody takes what they need to take. Even in the gay community where they where we have, you know, testing there, everyone's really on prep and things like that. Everybody's real careful and we're extremely careful with each other. And we stick with our group because we don't want to, that's our work. I mean, this is our livelihood. If somebody gets sick, then we're screwed. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, why are we being stigmatized? Why is our whole, like an entire entertainment industry. That's like saying like, okay, Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, here, let's, let's just go stigmatize you and stick you with a crime because well i mean i guess they do with that too but yeah, yeah a little <laughs> but bit yeah. I mean, yeah they kind of do but still <laughs> I mean, us it's like here we're gonna stick you with trafficking well no like we're literally especially porn like porn is like we're we're out here in the open showing you who we are like yeah. our faces you see everything about us. The people who are trafficking are way behind the scenes. They're not, they're not out here for you to know who they are. They're, they're hiding. And why would you stick us with that? You know? So I don't know. It's, it's just shitty. 
No, and I know. It, and it really sucks because we're really discriminated against on, on things like Instagram and, and there's, you know, a class section lawsuit in our union with it. Oh, so, good. Oh, you guys have a union? That's amazing. Yeah, we do. It's the awesome. performers actors guild. So, Oh, that's cool. Here's a question. I always, I, I think I asked, Jillian, but I forgot to ask Alexis and Brittany, but I think it's always fascinating because what you do, you're, you're, you know, just like an actor, you're, you're on TV film on the internet. When was the first time you got recognized like in public? Um, first time. Or do you remember what it was like, like, like knowing somebody like that's like if somebody was like, saw me at like the shop right by me in Jersey and they were like, Oh dude, I saw your interview. I'd be like, Whoa, man, this is getting serious. First time, I guess the more surreal time would have been like, I was at the swinger club where we always went like every weekend and we yeah. were parties there for so long. And then I, like I went by my normal name and then other people, fans ended up being there with like DVDs and stuff and they were calling me D and then my regular friends were like, what? Like, <laughs> like, who's that? Like, not really who's that, because they kind of called me that, too, because my my real name starts with a D. Oh, so okay. it was, it was, and my real name is like kind of difficult to pronounce. So it was kind of like, oh, that's you. But they were kind of like, whoa, like, that's kind of weird, you know. And for me, it was a little surreal because it was kind of a mixture between my real friends and fans. And at the time, it, I was just so new to it all that it was just kind of a strange combination. Um, other than that, most of the time I get recognized, like here in Houston, people just tap me on the shoulder or they'll say, oh, I love your work. Cause it'll be like in the grocery store. Yeah. Or they literally just follow me around where it's just following me and never saying anything. <laughs> or they'll follow me in a car or that. Oh. I've had a guy follow me out of Walgreens and then ask me, to give him a blowjob in a car. What? Yeah, I mean, he was a cute guy. I was like, what are you doing? Like, like, really? Like, come on, dude. I know you can, like, I mean, he was young, too. But <laughs> I was just like, like, hit me up the right way. Not like this. This is, like, awkward. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, most of the time, they're normal. That was kind of weird. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, a guy asked me, like, if he could have my water at a, at a convenience store. Like, they're just awkward. Like, what yeah. guys are weird. They say weird. No, they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love your name. I'm not going to ask you what your real name is, but it's really cool because Sirens of the Sea. And how'd you come up with that? All of it's based off my real name. Oh, it is? Oh, wow. Okay. Google me. You'll find my real name. I mean, it, I'm, it's trademarked. But like my first name is a is a like a Greek mythological creature. Really? So that's Yeah. So that's where the, where the siren part comes okay. from. And then um, my middle name starts with a D. So I, that's where the D came from. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's really cool. But it's yeah. a cool name. I like that. Thank you. So what, obviously you're always busy. And I know you said relaxing, reading a book, which is relaxing. And it's a, but what else, what are like, what do you do when you can like turn it off? What are your hobbies? I don't have any. No. Honestly, like, if, uh, that's so funny because, like, I asked all these people, like, at this content party what their hobbies were. I asked that same question. And they answered the same as I answered, which oh, is okay. like, funny. Because when you have, I mean, when we do this, we, I, I literally have my kid and I have this. And, well, I guess my hobbies would be, like, this dog. Nice. <laughs> I have three of those to take care of. Um, I don't know. I, I put so much, 
like I write a lot and I read a lot and that's probably my hobby. I do enjoy watching TV. Like I like uh, movies and I like crime dramas. So, I mean, I guess that would be a hobby. Yeah, no, that's honestly like when I was younger, it'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, I like to do this, that, and that. Like now it's just like my wife, my daughter, school, interviewing people and writing. So I get it. So I totally understand it, but I guess, yeah. Movies. I love watching movies. Obviously it's like, I mean, I, I do. I like, uh, yeah, I I like crime drama. I like some horror, not too like crazy. I don't like slasher movies, but I do like, uh, people love those Twitter. Like for us, when we do a horror movie, the, it just like, People watch those reviews more than anything. We just did Child's Play. That'll be out soon. The third one. Eesh. I haven't watched that. I did Ugh. watch The Haunting of, what is it, Bly, Bly Manor. Oh, you watched it already? Yes. So good. Sweet. So I got to watch good. that. Did oh, you watch so The Babysitter on Netflix? You should watch that one. The Babysitter? No, I haven't watched it. There's two of them. It's like a really newer horror movie, but it's really fast-paced and fun it's not like a real horror it's like that yeah. horror comedy that girl samara weaving who is in like every big movie she was one of the daughters of the new bill and ted oh, okay uh did you see that yet no really cool i need to watch that too yeah i yeah. interviewed death william sadler which okay. was like awesome before he went and filmed but uh well this is re- this has been awesome so what i'll do is I'm going to put this out next month, but I'll put all your links in. So I know in the beginning, it's not like I said, like, Hey, this is the siren. But what I do is I do an intro beforehand, like a little before and then after, but I'll put all your links in there. And uh, it was great talking to you. I'm so happy we were able to connect. Oh yeah, for sure. Thank you. Sweet. Well, thank you. And I think it's really cool. Like Tanya, I said this to everybody I talked to and I always say it to Tanya, but it's really cool. Obviously you're your own, like you do everything. You're CEO of your own company. But having somebody like Tanya, it's really cool to have somebody that would, you know, is in the industry and, and did it. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. It's a lot of times you see in industries like that, like I've talked to agents and managers that never acted or anything and they just like do that. So it's yeah. good to know what the person that is working for you did and vice versa. So oh, for sure. I've had other PR before and she was oh. not in the industry. I mean, yeah. she was like an actor in the industry or talent so but tanya's just a thousand times better yeah <laughs> when it, just because she's she knows exactly what we're we all do and what we've done and she still does it so it's like way different situation and much oh, more yeah. a friend so well, yeah. sweet well good luck with everything and uh have a good rest of your night Thank you good to meet you good to meet you bye man wasn't d awesome I love her name. Like I didn't think about it all these times, like getting ready for this interview and doing research, but D siren. And then I asked her and uh, her first name's Greek and the sirens, you know, uh, the lovely goddesses that would be out or I don't know if they were goddesses, but they make the ship sink. And uh, I don't know Greek mythology. My wife's an English teacher. She could tell you that. Maybe on a future episode, I'll have her on. But D, thank you for sharing your stories with me. I had a great chat. And I love that you, during the quarantine, again, you're always keeping busy. And I, and I love that about you uh, because you're always, getting, you're always getting better and trying to sharpen your tools, uh, which is really great. 
And the fact that you became a sex educator and you're able to help out folks. Again, her website's thelovesiren.com. All of her links I'll put into the episode notes if you're listening to it. If you're watching, you're on YouTube. Hi. It is in the uh, YouTube uh, description. Thanks, D. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night.